0: Cast is brought to you by Dark Inquisitor. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dark Inquisitor. Welcome to the Dark Cast. We have Evan Loman here. Which, Yay. yeah, Yay. which is kind of a misnomer because you're pretty tall. Yeah. 5 foot 16. 5 foot 16, okay. I yeah, like, um, 6 foot 4. Mm. Math. Good. <laughs> are you good at math? Uh, no, I
1: failed math my first semester at college. I actually had to retake it. Ah uh, Yeah. It, sure was it was not
2: fun. Shame sure. on you.
1: Hey, it, it is what is my, my weakest suit, probably.
0: So, can you explain how
1: we met? We met, um, me and a couple of my friends were sitting at Applebee's enjoying some food and, uh, Jess and Max, they were, uh, play fighting in the parking lot. Right. Yeah. And me and my friend Micah, we looked out the window and saw it all going down instead of saying like, oh, we should probably intervene and help those guys. No, we were cheering you guys on. <laughs> I had my money on Jess. I think Micah was, what was in, the uh, oh, Max's come farm. on. <laughs> and, uh. Soul That's the way it
2: goes, <laughs> man. All, all the
1: people were for me. And, uh, yeah, and you guys just came in. You're like, you know, a lot of people just turned the other way, but you guys, you know, attempted to interact with us, so that's pretty much where we started. We got you guys' names, and we hung out a few times after that.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was awesome.
1: That was, that was pretty funny. That was a pretty funny way to meet somebody, and here we
0: are. Would you like to kiss my converse? You
1: know, I'm, I'm big into converse, but I'm not that big
0: into converse. Okay. I like converse, but not So not for much. everyone listening... We actually have Evan in person, in the studio. Sweet. Yeah. Very sweet. So Evan, mm-hmm. I have come to find out that you like Les Mis. Yeah, I do.
1: Uh, I don't have a lot of friends that like Les Mis, but I don't know. I I, I wouldn't say my guilty pleasure because if someone asked me, I wouldn't be like, no, nah, nah. no. I mean, I yeah, it's probably my favorite musical. Why do you like it so much, hmm? Uh, I like it because everybody hmm? dies. <laughs> Are you a ballet dancer? I don't dance, no. Do everybody everybody, dance? everybody dies. Everybody dies, and that's why I like it. It's not it's like a... Person.
0: Break my uh, heart.
1: You no. Know, it's uh, it's not like a sadistic, like, everyone died, yeah, but it's more like, yeah, and that's, that's just how it went because it's based off a true story of, <laughs> you know, people trying to start a second French Revolution and it didn't really work out for them. But I don't know. I feel like in the right. movies and stuff, the good guy always wins. And um, it, there's always a happy ending, but that's not the case with Lame Miz. Right. It's, it's more real. You know, the good guy has a plan. The bad guy has a plan. The good guy's plan wins. That's how, you know, that's... Typical, right? Yeah, it, typical typical story. But in Lame Miz, they have a huge plan to change the world and start this revolution. But it falls through and everybody dies. And that, I think that's more true to how real life works. Not just saying like, oh, well, you're just going to die if you try to pursue your dreams. But sometimes it doesn't always work out.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so the second half of the movie, you've come to find to be the most interesting.
1: Yeah. It, if I'm just sitting down, like, sometimes I'll sit down and watch the whole... The whole movie starts to finish, but it's long. It's like almost three hours long, if I'm not mistaken. But if I just kind of want to listen to... Yeah, I always watch the second half. Is usually what I do. If I'm mowing the lawn, I actually mowed the lawn today and listened to the first half because I listened to the second half yesterday. But, uh, yeah, the second half intrigues me more than the first half. I like the songs better, and I like kind of the plot more. You like tragedy. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Jess likes tragedy. Yeah,
2: I love Braveheart. Braveheart to a... for that's,
0: that's why he is, wears uh, a vest.
2: That's right. I see. The tragedy is that I have to wrap my heart so much that it keeps me away from heartache. So... Actually, the protective barrier the vest may be a, a good example. But a lot of other people have their own barriers mm-hmm. that are harder to mm-hmm. unravel, harder to translate like person gets into a crowd, everybody thinks they know them well enough that the, that that one person uh, is expected to be the life of the party, but they come in very morose, as if their entire family just died. So right. they don't talk to anybody, they're very depressed, and their closest friends ask him what's going on, and they don't respond. And say It's just... Not a time for me to open up or talk. Right. I'm like... I'd never seen Les Mis. Mm. It's on my bucket list. Right next to Black Hawk Down and... Uh, Black Hawk Down's another yeah, tragedy. Yeah, and uh, Fight Club. <laughs> Fight Club. But true. I have a movie, I just haven't seen... I just haven't watched it. Fight Club, yes. That's like you and me every day. True. It's very true. You, you and I clash on a constant basis. Constantly. Submit. No. <laughs> Well, I submitted once. How'd that go? Nothing happened, really. So I just said, screw that. (laughs) Oh, that was a a weird day. The day I submitted, I submitted out of compassion, not out of obligation. I owned him that day. I owned
0: him. (laughs) Good. What what happened that day? Yeah, what happened that Mm -hmm. day? From my perspective, everything was right (laughs) in the world. Um, so everything, everything was okay, everything was in order,
2: everyone was down on their knees, ready to offer sacrifices.
0: Yeah. You got Tourette's? Yeah. Sorry, we'll pause okay, now. we're moving on. <laughs> Enough with tragedy. Let's talk about health. <laughs> Evan, yeah. this past year was not healthy. No, not at all, not in the least. Can you explain
1: what happened this year? Uh, um, last year in March, March 2015, I had to undergo a shoulder surgery, but that meant a lot more than to me than that. You know, you get people who are, you know, 40, 50 years old, they have to have shoulder surgery for one thing or another. Mm -hmm. But me at the time, 18 years old and I'm involved.
0: Okay. We got cut out there for a second, but we're back. This is the Dark Cast. We have Evan Loman in here. And we're talking about. They don't forget me. Of course. We would. They don't forget me, man. Okay, you're I'm here. I'm
2: like the life of the party. You're here. You forgot
0: my name. I know. We're best friends. Enough. We're also Arch nemesis. Enough. Are you done? That's what I call yes. uh,
2: that's a that's a uh, that's a Goku Vegeta relationship. Yeah.
0: Vegeta. No, oh, I'm not gonna say that word. <laughs> All right, and that's what we playing, Pachinko. All right, are you ready? Yes. All right, tell us then. Tell us what your year was like. Tell us about the health. All right, so starting with the shoulder surgery. Um,
1: and to me, it was pretty detrimental since you know, if, I, if I am awake and I'm not working, I'm doing something active, whether that's playing basketball, playing football with my friends, playing uh, really anything. I actually have a T-shirt that says I'd rather be playing football. I, I could seriously wear but it. But would together. you rather be playing? What would I rather be playing? Yeah. Football. I'd rather play football than do anything. So what's stopping you? Well, what's stopping Not anymore. Uh, we actually had a football, you know, little get-together schedule for today, but it fell through because of the weather. Mm. But what was stopping me was this surgery. And after I had it done, it was about another... Two or three months before I really could even start to move my right arm at all. Mm-hmm. And then it was probably six or seven months before I was even thinking about playing sports and throwing a ball. Um, but even after that, wow. yeah, But I, I still was going through stuff mentally. It really shook who I was mentally because I couldn't. I, I was, I was always scared to you know, go up for a rebound in basketball. And so I would just say, oh, I don't want to play basketball I was afraid to throw a football, so I just wouldn't play football. I was afraid to hit a volleyball, so I just wouldn't play volleyball, and I would just sit in my room all day, um, really isolated from the rest of the world, and did nothing. Mm -hmm. And even after I was healthy, even after the physical therapist said, okay, you can go back to playing sports, it was just still mentally ingrained in me that, um, you know, sports aren't really that fun. I'd rather sit in my room and play video games, even though that wasn't even the case. And I just got really addicted and really lethargic and really isolated. And I lost a bunch of friends because of it. I had a tattered relationship with my parents, with a whole bunch of people, just because I went through a really depressed, really lethargic stage. And it all really stemmed back to that surgery. It kind of wrecked my year entirely. But It's in the past. It's in the past, indeed. It's in the past. I feel like I've moved on. I'm going to go play volleyball after this, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of learned who my real friends are through that whole situation and of course there were other things too that made me rethink uh, who I'm surrounding myself with but yeah health uh, on the topic of health it's really, it's really paramount to everything in life if, you're, if you, you're unhealthy in any way whether that's physically like me and my shoulder whether that's mentally like me and my depression or whether that's in relationships like me and my parents throughout that whole phase my friends throughout that whole phase uh you really just need to check yourself. And that's easier said than done. For me, it was a phase of am I going to, you know, kill myself tonight or am I going to just go to bed and wake up tomorrow and do it tomorrow night? And th- that went on for about 2 months where I wasn't sure if I was going to see the next day uh because of my own hand. Um but I got over I got over that and that day was really liberating uh, just to think that you know i almost I almost stole myself from the world and that might sound selfish or prideful or whatever, but anyone if you take yourself out of the world you're gonna you're gonna destroy
2: somebody else's life yeah and yeah uh, we're all connected yeah and the uh, I went through a similar state with my elbow after the surgery mm-hmm. but um the selfish thing is when you have an opportunity and choose to do nothing with it mm-hmm. and we all go through states of Lethargy, depression, mm-hmm. um, questionable thoughts of existence mm-hmm. that can threaten our existence. Yeah. A lot of that too. And, so, yeah. and you obviously found uh, you found the exit door. Yes. Into going back into the life that you're working towards. Mm-hmm. You're still very young. Right. We're about ten years apart. You're what? Nineteen. Yes. 18, 19? nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Nineteen. Okay, so we're uh, nine years apart. Mm-hmm. But you found out. That you just discovered a secret that many people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s don't, haven't even figured out yet. Mm-hmm. The key for wanting to go on, yep. despite what happened. It's a surgery. And in the beginning, I mean, I, I had my elbow surgery when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Pretty close to the same time you had your surgery. Oh, yeah, just when I was 18 and, yeah. yeah, so, and that's a very important time to re examine priorities early enough that you can prevent future mistakes from happening before you even become thoughts. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in the process, you want to go back into sports, you want to explore your talents again, but with a new perspective. Exactly. You obviously have maybe a few limits Mm -hmm. physically, Mm -hmm. but not mentally. I think you're actually stronger now.
1: That's, yeah. And I actually made a Facebook post on the one-year anniversary of my surgery Mm -hmm. um, that basically said it might be March 13th, but it feels more like January 1st to me because... I'm not going to let anything that happened to me in the last year spill into my life anymore. And a lot of that was a lot of things happened to me and attacked me mentally, but I'm not going to let outside forces uh, affect who I am as a person anymore because that's what, that's what pushed me to that point. I let things that, I won't say didn't matter because a lot of them did matter, but I let a lot of things push me toward the point where I didn't even want to live anymore. And there's really nothing in this world that should ever push you that far. Um, Re- just really nothing. And that's one thing I said that I wasn't going to do anymore for the rest of my life. I'm not going to let, you know, one bad circumstance or a couple bad months of my life determine whether I live or die by my own hand. So That's
0: good stuff. Wow. Wow. So, I don't know what to say, Evan. This is very good stuff. So look at me. Mm-hmm. You just submitted, man. Do you, I can't do that. You, you, you <laughs> Shush, Jess. What? Shush. Jess, we're trying to talk. Okay, okay. Evan, look at me. <laughs> when you look at me, mm-hmm. Up went down, do you see me? Do you see health? Something going on, man. <laughs> uh, Is this right? What do you see?
1: <laughs> well, if you, you need some new glasses, I think. Um, the shoes are about where it stops as far as health goes. <laughs> your, your arm's pretty much all but detached on your right side. But other than that, uh, you seem pretty cool,
2: I no, guess. Now no, from this side, Thank you. You, you look like your bum's going to fall out, you're hunched over. Yes, please. <laughs> please.
0: Please. Okay. Okay, Evan. <clears throat> One more thing let's talk about, huh? All right. You are six foot four? Yes, sir. And you're the youngest person in your family. Is this yes, correct? That is correct. Youngest of six. And it's been the worst experience ever for you, correct?
1: Uh I mean the first uh, the first about sixteen years were pretty bad, but the last
0: the last few have been pretty good, yeah. Great, great. So what's that like? What's that like being the last of how many? Six. Wow. I have five older brothers sisters so. A
2: lot of competition.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, when i when I was about six or seven, you know that's when I started to learn. As when mom and dad are gone, it's actually like actual fight, like barbaric fight for food. I knew that if mom came home with a box of cookies, I wasn't getting one of those. There's no
0: way, no way. I do that to Jess. <laughs> I freaking, he's trying to get in my dog treats. I'm like, yeah. Yep. First of all. Those are dog treats. You get those scooby snacks, baby. Boundaries. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, um, I always uh, I was always the last to be served food. So all the, you know, the the good slice of lasagna that wasn't burnt to a crisp, those were all taken. I, I, that is you know, like that stuff. I mean, it depends. It depends. Or, like, I like the corner. I, my whole family likes the corners of brownies. And so by the mm-hmm. time I got to the pan of brownies, it was just middle pieces left. Yeah, there's just stuff like that, um, and so you you know you grow up for twelve of those years, being like, wow, I, I've experienced some injustice my entire life as far as siblings go. But as soon as they all start to leave the house one by one, and now I'm I'm the last one living at home, I'm still reaping the benefits of living under my parents' roof while uh, the other five are struggling financially to really do anything. Some of them are yeah. doing good, I will say, but right.
2: uh, I think you're like a eternal. prince yeah sure it's your retribution baby it's your time it is it is my time so what? what's the plan for the next couple of years and let's just say for the next six months six Forget months uh
1: i'm just gonna i'm just gonna start my second year third semester at community college right now cool uh after that so a year from now i'll be about ready to start going to umkc uh, transferring to get a degree
2: in mass communication and journalism. Now, will you be the first one in family to have a, as you said, master's? A yeah, master's? It'll, yeah, it'll be a master's. Okay, will you be the first one in
1: family to have, get a master's degree? My thre- All three of my sisters have one. My brothers okay. do not. I'll be the first son to have one. There you go, baby. There you go. Yep. My uh, oldest sister, actually, she has her master's, and she's going to start going to law school in the fall. Oh, so that'll nice. be fun for her,
2: yeah, all the way out in Oregon. So she'll actually be the first one to leave Kansas City. Nice. So the four of you are slowly changing the, changing the family legacy for the better. Yeah, yeah, I guess you so, could say that. That's great. I and mean, it, sounds, it sounds like a perfect time to pick pick the pieces back up. and. You know,
1: Indeed, and, yeah. Um, which is, yeah, actually kind of funny. Back on the whole, you know, worst year of my life shtick. Uh, yeah. I suffered my first semester in school. My it was I mean it was bad. I think I finished with a D two season to B. I think I think I had an A in like speech or something. But I, speech is just a walk in the park. It's really not that difficult. I don't,
2: yeah, it sounds like you have no problem. It, yeah, conveying what? your thoughts. Mm. What? Okay. What? what? did you say? Did you go to sleep? <laughs> did you go to sleep during? Am I boring you? It's
0: terrible, man. You're the host. I I did. <laughs> you fell asleep. I fell asleep. Evan, I'm so sorry. Okay, audi- audience, okay. we gotta... I'm gonna apologize on behalf of Darg. This is about overcoming
2: things, Jess. Yeah, so you don't fall asleep in the middle of a motivating interview. Yeah. What's wrong with you, man? I can't tell you. It's okay. We forgive you. Yeah, we I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. Yeah, we can move on. So back onto this, back onto the train. Yeah. So my first <laughs> semester was a uh, was a train wreck, and then
1: my second semester is when I just kind kind of just changed my entire mentality, and I was actually taking harder cl- uh, harder classes my second semester. I had biology, which I had zero faith in even passing. Mm. Um, it turned out to be my lowest grade of all of my classes last year, but it was an eighty three. So. I really turned that around. I finished with an A and three Bs um, in all my classes last semester. And I don't know. I just have a better outlook on school. I'm not looking at it as something that, you know, I have to go to, you know, to... Like, I don't see it as a chore anymore, if that makes sense. I see it as mm-hmm. this is the gateway to what I want to do for the rest of my life. And how well I do here is going to determine how well I do out there. And that's why I think um, a lot of kids my age and a little bit younger don't realize, like, they just kind of want to... They want to find coast. Yeah, yeah, they want to coast. They want to find the easy way through the last two years of their high school education and even the first couple semesters in college. Like, I'm never going to get that first semester back, and it's going to be on my GPA for, you know,
2: the rest of my... Yeah, it's, it's well, going to be there forever. It's going to be there only as long as it has to be. Right. Because <laughs> here's what I learned, is that my first two years in the professional world was terrible. I mm. learned a lot. Mm. yeah, But I wasn't fiscally responsible, but I also didn't... wasn't taking advantage mm. of certain things. Now, of course, the GPA is going to be important for your first job, maybe your right. first two jobs. Mm. But after that, future employers, after your first couple jobs, will look on the experience you've gained. Right. And they'll pretty much say... Uh, I don't care about the degree it's it's great that you were able to commit mm-hmm. to that but I want your experience to speak for you not the degree right because face right. it, a lot of colleges can't teach with the damn anymore mm. they can't teach trades like they used to right even in my day a decade almost a decade ago and so I would say continue with the education mm. get the most out of it but know that one day yeah
0: everything one you day. learn now will be irrelevant. Right. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So go do it and mm. one day <laughs> you will come to find out. It's it twisted logic. It was pointless. It, it, <laughs> it,
2: it, it's so twisted these yeah. days. No, no, that colleges no. are using like it, what we would call Stone Age knowledge. Mm. Because it's they're not using the resources available to them that companies, corporations with huge resources are more than willing to share it with these colleges. Right. But the colleges are so steep in being quote-unquote correct mm. that they say no to the right. new resources. And so that leaves a lot of college students dropping out and saying, this has got to be something better than this. Right. So I'm going to get in sales, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get what I want so that I can actually get a better, better future. Mm-hmm. Because it's about uh, minimizing mistakes, not mm-hmm. enhancing them.
0: Don't make any mm-hmm. mistakes. Look at me.
2: Look at me. I'm only human. I
1: can. I mean, you're a dog. I get that. But us humans, we make mistakes, man. Right. That
0: That must be tough.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is tough. It is tough. I wouldn't know that. It must be awesome to be perfect in all that you do.
2: I wouldn't know anything about that. Other than Mm -hmm. that. But know that one day you're gonna make a mistake. That will probably today. I probably should go play volleyball. Maybe. My body is already hurts, and I'm not even out there yet. Oh, here's the. One day you're gonna make a mistake that's bigger than your surgery. And mm-hmm. Bigger than yeah. all the time that was virtually wasted. Yeah. Because of the recovery, the depression. Such a life changing scenario. Yeah. You didn't you and I, neither of us knew how to handle um, what to do with being sleep. without a limb for Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I was without a limb for six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't use my right arm I and I'm right-handed. Mm. right handed. Or I'll take it. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, so right shoulder, right handed.
1: Uh, returning to school after two months and not even being able to use my arm after four months do the math. I had to use my left hand to do everything in school for two to two months last year.
2: Yeah. Sucked. Yeah, I bet. I'm with you. Yeah. And here's the thing, you learn how to overcome pain. Exactly. Pain make will always make us stronger as men. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about women. I hope it's the same. Yeah. Uh, I mean my mom's pretty strong. She's had six kids, so <laughs> Yeah. You know. I'm sure by the time you came along it was like poop yeah, That's, yeah.
0: Nothing. That's nothing. Yeah, My mom had like 200 kids. Oh, shit. Shoot.
2: No wonder oh. you're twisted, dog. Yeah. All that competition.
0: Yeah. yeah. You <laughs> think our life was tough? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously, though. Evan, mm-hmm. thank you for coming on the Darkcast. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you for sharing your experience. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been fun. If there's anything that you'd like to tell people in the audience, yeah, one thing of authority. One thing of authority from Evan. Can I have an example? Um, do this, do that. Oh, don't do this, okay. don't do that.
2: It's like an imperative statement an imperative sentence. Yeah, let's say, uh. A piece of knowledge that is so relevant to you that it's beyond question. Mm-hmm. That you know someone what even one person will benefit from. What
0: is um, your message?
1: My uh, I, I would I would say over the last year of my life I've learned that I said this to Max earlier today at Coffee, that health is paramount to absolutely everything. And you need to be doing everything you can to have a healthy
0: body, a healthy mind and healthy relationships. Very good, Evan. That's fair enough. This has been <laughs> The Dark Cast with Evan Lohman and Sojourner. If you would like to be a guest on The Dark Cast, just freaking give Dark a call. See you next time. <laughs> See ya. Here's the thing, guys. If you think that what you think is right, well, stop and think again. Here's the thing.